Hello and welcome to Talk Podcast for its first ever episode. Now, this episode I want to do something kind of special. It's an unfortunate event, but we have to do it. We have to cover politics as well. That is why I said in the trailer will be one of our main things. And I just wanted to focus on the Afghanistan situation. Now, I've been following this since it started, since the United States wanted to announce it wanted to pull out. Now, this was a joint deal by Donald Trump. So people who say Joe Biden did it wrong, yes, some parts were to his fault. But the main problem was Donald Trump and announcing that he would pull out knowing what would happen because the Afghanistani government time and time again has been proven to be a very unquestionable and very doubtful government to ever hold up against even slight Taliban because if you realize if you look at the numbers you see we have 300,000 Afghanistani troops who have been trained with the highest equipment the highest resources, the highest everything to the highest point of US intelligence, and yet we have 80,000 Taliban who come from the desert with guns probably from the 1980s, from the Soviet times, from the last time they had the Afghani war. So you have to realise how bad the situation is currently, and horrifically tomorrow, uh, this morning, it was announced that there was two terrorist attacks by a rip-off brand of ISIS from what I've heard of, apparently according to news sources, it's called ISIS-K. Sounds very anonymous, it sounds very scary, but apparently it only has about 3,000 members that we know of. Now, of course, this just happened, so any information about this is very, very limited. So, let's, let's run down this. Okay, so, about two weeks ago, the US pulled out. It started um, drawing away troops, and, you know, taking away important military equipment to, back to the US, as it rightfully should do. It's a passage of right. Right of passage, should I say. Um, but after that, after, so the Taliban had already claimed a few um, provinces or counties before now, very small areas, mostly in the desert, because Afghanistan mostly is in the desert. It's very mountainous, it's very, very elevated. So it's, it's actually quite hard for time and time again it's been proven that the Afghanistani Taliban has been very easy to hide away from enemies even with the bestest drones and the bestest equipment I mean it took 11 years to find out where Osama bin Laden was and Donald Trump told us back in what 2000 I think the interview was in 2010 he told us you know I mean, Donald Trump wasn't the best president, let's announce it. He, is, he was no Abraham Lincoln or George Washington. In fact, people rate him as well the worst presidents in American history. Now, I'm no American expert, but what I've heard from the UK, now, the UK is very white-winged in terms of its main outlets. I mean, BBC strives to be, you know, it doesn't have any political side, but we all know it strives for the right. Same with the Telegraph, the only ones that are kind of leftist, I believe, are the Mirror and stupid newspapers like that because the mirror has no real political say it's all about gossip so from what i've heard donald trump was no angel nor was he as bad as some of the post civil war presidents who really didn't make it useful for anyone so what i've wanted to kind of come on here it's only gonna be a 10 minute podcast not gonna be long at all but i just want to specify what's happened in terms of what events 
and how it led up to such a horrific, horrific accident, and not an accident per se, but an, a terrorist attack that has killed what we know of right now, I'm just checking Sky News right now, 11 confirmed deaths and many injuries, some critical, some bruises. And we know that it was two terrorist attacks at Kabul airport. Um, I don't know where they were, but I would, I think, I'd estimate that they were opposite sides of the airport to do maximum damage, you see, because a lot of terrorist attacks will be happening recently because the deadline has already been set by the Taliban government of when they're closing down the airports and when nobody can leave. So it's kind of like the Vietnam situation, if you've ever read, um, ever read up on that, when the um, um, Vietnam forces, um, the Viet Cong forces were heading to um, Saigon, you could see a lot of the same things that are happening in Kabul airport. But Kabul airport is way worse. You know, I saw a horrific video two days ago on Twitter, of Twitter, um, of, it was this US plane, military plane that was taken off, and people were so desperate that they were clinging onto the sides of the plane, showing a clear, clear desperation for escaping the Taliban, because we all knew what happened between 1996 and 2001 with the last Taliban government. It was horrific. Truly, truly a human rights pandemonium. It was bad. What we know of is that it was completely woman-washed. There was women's rights were banned, completely outlawed. You know, they didn't have rights. They were blanketed from society, forced for men to be with them. And it was kind of the worst possible situation. So... Knowing from the 1996-2001 government, which was stopped due to um, America after the 9-11 attacks, which is when the real manhunt for Osama Bin Laden, we knew that Osama Bin Laden was quite wanted in um, the US, the FBI, but knowing that what he did, he became much more of a threat. And um, I think that's why Pakistan is quite happy, because... Although the Taliban claims, oh, we will not hold terrorists and Pakistan with their secret service, notorious for holding terrorists in their highest regards of safety, um, it, it kind of shows that it will probably repeat of 1996-2001, a horrific, brutalist government that has no real core and its economy has already been known to plummet badly probably has a worse situation than famine in terms of like what happened in North Korea in the 1990s so we can really expect the worst and it's kind of this kind of bad situation has happened in Yemen and we know what Yemen's going through it's going through an absolute horrific horrific in terms of UN safety and importance I mean most of the Middle East I'm not being you know racist or you know, biased or anything, although I am biased for the West, of course I am, that's where I live, it's a failed state, there is only a few nations that are actually succeed, uh, successful, and those nations are oil tanks for the US, now we all know that the US is actually striving on its own because of Alaska, destroying wildlife as we speak, I mean Greta Thunberg was no angel saint, I mean she was never good at anything really, except for screaming like a little man child, 
but we do have to admit there are some horrific problems that the US are forcefully on and Joe Biden being the next people's president is not really addressing anything in fact he's just completely turned a blind eye I know it's the beginning of his presidency but you know he's got to really pull back what's happening and see what's happening but Saudi Arabia is currently relying on other countries like Russia, China, you know, rival states to fund it. Because if Saudi Arabia loses its oil, which will, I believe in the recent report by the New York Times, is predicted to be in 20 years, all oil and natural gas in Saudi Arabia will go, meaning they will become failed states. So anyway, I've just been on a six minute run on random bull let's go on to the real situation the real situation is what happened in afghanistan and how can people fix it or how can people learn so the u.s pulled out as it rightfully did as it rightfully should do because there was an agreement they made it with the taliban they said don't go full-on guns blazing into kabul and invade it which we now know was probably the biggest hypocritical statement the u.s government could ever propose to a rival government Anyway, besides the point, so what happened was they left, um, the UK left, not preparing for evacuations yet. I mean, I know that was probably in their mind to do, but knowing what's just knowing what's happening, evacuations had to happen very heavily. So after that, the Taliban became rampant. They started invading, they went full-on blazing, you know, invading provincial capitals, and they were a massive force, although the Afghanistani, this is what I can't understand here, the Afghanistani military, 300,000 members, at least a few hundred thousand in reserves, got wiped out by 80,000 people who rely on goats to carry their ammo and guns, who live in the desert and probably have to use a bucket for their toiletries and you're telling me they invaded one of the most prepped up militaries in the world in about two weeks it's pathetic it's an excuse and it's stupid it's an excuse for the lack of of competence by the afghanistani military people are blaming the u.s they shouldn't although i'm no fan of the u.s of course you have to give them some slack joe biden you know he knew what was going to happen but he said he, he he'd even take the blame, which for some presidents, they had they didn't even have the balls to do so. So good on him. Although I am right leaning, you know, good for him. It's the lack of, you know, the the lack of the core of the Afghanistani military, causing them to have a full-on invasion within two weeks. Afghanistani had fallen. Afghanistan had fallen. Kabul had been invaded. You know, Sky News, there was literally a live procession of the Taliban with their flags going through. Uh, probably one of the saddest scenes we've seen the Pakistani border, um, the Afghanistani flag being changed, which is really horrific. And now we're having terrorist attacks left, right, and center by an offshoot ISIS, which could become what happened in 2014 with the whole, you know, they invaded Iraq, Syria, Iran, all countries like that were fully invaded by ISIS in partnership with some kind of version of Al-Qaeda but what I'm saying, what my end goal is saying is that we have to learn from this 
And now that the um, people being drawn away from Afghanistan is coming to a close due to them putting a time limit on it, we've now got to see what will happen for the future of Afghanistan. And I, I hope they live well. I hope, I hope prosperity to their country, but it won't happen. Human rights abuse will become rampant within that country and it will become abusive and it will become destructive for its neighbours. So, I'll leave you with a message. I hope you get better, but you won't. The scars of war from the US imperialism to oil will never fade from this country. And I hope the very best, but no in Afghanistan, it will never be as good as it was in the 70s, before all the pandemonium happened. So, Afghanistan, you know, <laughs> try and get better. And for all the people listening out here, thank you. Thank you for listening to my third po- first podcast. It, it did go over 13 minutes now. But I just wanted to tell you what's happening, what's on my mind. Because to be honest, it's been really annoying me. The lack of proper coverage on what really was the victims and who were the actual fault. Who, was, who took the fall in this situation. So, goodbye, and I hope you tune into the next Talk podcast. I don't know w- when it will be shown, but hopefully soon, you know, if I get my schedule worked out, because summer's ending and school's starting again, so things will have to change, but hopefully in the future I'll have enough episodes to supply for at least, like, a couple of weeks. So, goodbye. <laughs>